Welcome to Design Much with Andy and Patrick. Hey, hey, Andy, we have no guest today. What are we going to talk about? Well, we have a bunch of topics that our listeners have actually sent in to us. Mm. So we're going to randomly select one topic <laughs> and just talk about it. Just talk about it? Yeah, let's talk about just gonna it. just going to figure it out? Yeah. All right. Because we're the experts, right, Andy? I don't know about that, Patrick. <laughs> I don't think we're the experts. Maybe you... I'm not sure I feel like Maybe if we get a topic that we are uncomfortable with and we don't know much about, we can try to go through some sort of design discovery process in the podcast. Design discovery? You mean like design thinking? Like, oh, we can figure this out in the podcast. Yeah. We want to learn <laughs> just as you guys want to learn. We want to learn with you. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So we're going to randomly select one of these topics by selecting um, by going using our n- random number generator, all right? I like it. So I'm going to go ahead and get this started. Okay, here we go. Punch it up. Number five. Ooh, number five. What's number five? So this one is sent in from Allison Zubal. Oh, these are going to be tough. I think it would be great to talk about how people approach a new project along with how they approach small design updates. How they approach a new project, like a big new project, Mm -hmm. along with how they would approach small design updates. So maybe the difference between those, like what, let's define the difference between those two things. Okay. First of all, so we know what we're talking about. (laughs) Uh, Small design update, like in an app or in a website or something would be like just just an enhancement, right? Yeah. Like you need to add this little feature to it. We already have the current feature. We already have the current design or a current page or a website. And I just want to add something small, like a button or, I don't know, like a chart, table, picture. Yeah. It's almost like you know exactly what you need to do. Mm-hmm. You don't need to do any discovery. You're just like, I just need to like fix this thing. Um, not necessarily that it's a bug or anything. I just need to make it a little bit better. Yeah. And then a big one would probably be more like, just making the assumption like a new project is like a big, just just because she used the term, she used the word project would be like something bigger, larger, yeah. like an entire feature maybe in an application or a new website design, mm-hmm. like a whole new website redesign. How how would you, um, in your experience, like how how what, what was your what, how would you approach that kind of stuff? Yeah, so it like basically comes down to like you're going to be using some form of the design process for either of these, right? Mm-hmm. And so like for the enhancement, you've already like discovered, you already know what the problem is. Um, you don't need to do like tons of ideation. You kind of already say like, okay, I, I just need to like add this extra field, you know, to this, this form yeah. or I need to add this button. <laughs> so you already kind of know what it is. So you're basically at that point, you're at the design phase. Um, however, if you like, you have a project, you might know like I, I, I have a problem that I need to solve. So you're at the very beginning of the design process at that point. And then you have to go, you have to go from the very beginning. So that involves, if you get a new project, generally like you're going to approach it with define what the problem is mm-hmm. most of the time or the goal of what yeah. you're trying to accomplish. Because in the terms of like a website redesign, maybe there's not a problem. It's just, why are we doing this? So 
you had to define the why, right? Then yeah. you're probably going to go through and start talking to people. I would imagine just some, some of that good old discovery. Yeah, just start talking about talking to people about uh, what their problem is, what they're doing. Maybe some contextual inquiry there. Go visit people where they're at. Go to a coffee shop. Uh, talk to them about that. That kind of stuff, right? So you're gonna you're gonna rewind. You're gonna go all the way back. Define the why. Define the problem. Then you're gonna go into the discovery mm-hmm. uh, research phase. Um, then I think traditionally after that you're gonna have to define. You're gonna start defining. You're going to have to put that research together, right? You're going to have to put it together in some kind of um, something, right? So you can you know what to build, <laughs> which I think is kind of a problem for a lot of people, right? Oh, don't you say? Yeah, getting getting all of those thoughts together, I think, is definitely like a huge thing because you have to put all of these ideas into a bottleneck and come out with some sort of potential solution that you yeah. can test, right? So you have to synthesize that data together. Yeah. Um. So how, how would you, like, I personally like doing the narrative in any kind of form. Mm-hmm. I like the sticky notes. It's fun for me. Um, but you could sketch out a narrative. Basically, you want to you create that user journey. Yeah. Um, some people would do something like value proposition design, um, depending on what you're, depending on what the project is. Who, who would be... Who would be involved early on in the project like that, like a big project? Yeah, so I think something that's important that I think some people might forget is like identifying who the stakeholders are in this project, right? Yeah. So you're, you're defining like, um, you know, who is this for? You really want to understand who you're building this for. Um, you want to understand, you know, who will be building it, who's going to spend all the time, you know, actually coding <laughs> this out. And because they're a big stakeholder too, yeah. and you want to have them involved in this, in this whole process. And so you're going to also want to understand like who is in charge of the business aspect of this, this final decision that you're going to be making in terms of the design you come out with. So you want to define all of these stakeholders and see, you know, you know, talk to all of them, make sure they're part of this process and make sure that you are um, having a solution that fits the needs of everybody. Is that something you do traditionally before you do user research then? Um, I think so. I think you would probably want to identify, I think that's a really big part of the why as well, understanding that why, as you said. Um, so I think it's really important to have them um, and have that initial you know, why. And then you go into the user research to really help validate that why. Yeah. This would totally, like, as we're talking about it, this totally, the project... It's totally nuanced based on where you work, yeah. who you work for, what you're doing. If you're if you're at an agency doing more website stuff, your project may be conceptual, right? Mm-hmm. Versus if you're at a if you're at like at a SaaS company, um, your project's not conceptual necessarily. It's it's something that you're going to build and maintain. So there's a lot more that you need to go in. There's a, there's a lot there. There would be more probably research effort that needs to be taken to make sure that like um, what you're building is maintainable. What you're building does it work with the design system? Does it does it fit into the project, into the into the bigger product? Versus at a marketing agency, I think you would do more like uh, you do different you do different research. Yeah, maybe you, maybe you don't do as much user research depending on what it is because if it's a concept for like a movie or something then you may not need to do as much user research but it's mostly the goal is going to be different 
Yeah, so those goals are going to be huge at the beginning to define what it is. Maybe the overall design process isn't, the approach isn't any different. It's just what you're researching. Yeah. I think you, depending on where you are, like what you're saying, you you have to define where you're starting. So I think it, it, it kind of comes down to like, yeah, it depends on how you need to find that answer. Yeah. Um, depends on where you start in the process or how the process even looks. Huh. It would be interesting to see where to, where that starting point is because that's that's what Allison's asking is like where how do you approach right yeah like where is that so depending on what it is like starting point is probably my assumption is going to be any project of any kind is going to start with defining who the stakeholders are regardless yeah like uh, if it's a website redesign if it's if it's if it's just a project to make. Uh, you know, marketing materials for a marketing site. So you're just you're just gonna be making banner ads and things like that, or email campaign. It probably starts the same way. Like, mm-hmm. who's gonna who's gonna consume this and who cares about this? Yeah. Like, who's making money from this? And also, like, what are the expectations of the business? Like, you mm-hmm. could you could be just focusing on you know the user as the stakeholder, and totally forget about the business. Yeah. <laughs> you could be creating something that doesn't really help the business at all. <laughs> and so that's the problem, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's really important to understand like who, who those people are. And I like, yeah, you should always probably in every aspect of, of what you're designing, always start that first. Yeah. So to find, define who your stakeholders are, then go into some form of research, probably some stakeholder research to understand the stakeholders. Yeah. Unless you already know, like, unless you're familiar with them already, um, then you probably already know, or it's, it's assumed or you know, you've done this before. And then there's probably some form of user research or, uh, conversion analytics stuff that you need to you need to pull out, and then at that point you're probably going into some kind of synthesis process, right? Like we talked about earlier, of putting all that together so you know exactly what you're designing. Um, and then after that, really, like now you're now you're just you're, you're sketching out your UI, trying to figure out the problem, right? After mm-hmm. your synthesis phase, after you kind of you could use a user journey map, or you can narrate, you can do a narrative, you can do. Uh, comic strip, you know, you've done that. It's stick figures, and you draw. Oh, <laughs> Dave figures. opens his phone up. Is that what you do? Stick figures. That's what I do. Man. Stick figures. Why not, man? No, stick communicates. Figures. It totally works. But and I've he's seen, over here. Like, I've seen sketching some, out Garfield. I know. I want to. <laughs> I've seen the cool ones that are like, yeah, like actual comic strip. You put in a newspaper, like yeah. really nicely done. <laughs> I just <laughs> picture you. You sitting there on a couch. You draw your things, sitting on a couch with a newspaper out, right? Yeah. And it's like, Andy gets a notification on his phone. Uh-huh. <laughs> gets a notification, picks it up. Garfield's sitting there next to him when he's petting Garfield. Like, that's the first slide in your, yeah, man. In your comic strip. You, you want it to be so good that everyone in your company is taking it home and reading it on, on Sunday morning, right? Mm-hmm. Just like the paper. <laughs> Just like the paper. Because <laughs> you still read the paper, right, Patrick? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I get it delivered to my house every day. <laughs> Actually, I don't pay attention to any news. Yeah, I'm, I'm right with you, actually. I, I'm very <laughs> apathetic to all the stuff that's going on, right? People around me are like, dude, did you hear about that thing that happened, whatever? <laughs> like, the, 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 I can't say, uh, people make fun of me when I try to say, no, you say it. <laughs> say the place that just got burned down in France. Because um, I can't say it. It's like my tongue, like. It's. <laughs> Um, Notre Dame. Yes. <laughs> Notre Dame. I can't so say it earlier. people are like, did you hear about that freaking place burned down? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, the next day, I was like, what? No. And I was thinking the college. I was like, the college burned down? 
<laughs> and people are like, why don't you ever pay attention to the news? I'm like, this is how I learn about news yeah. from the people that I really care about. You use the people to be your filter for the news, yeah. right? You can go you. pollute your mind with a bunch of crap mm-hmm. and then come back to me, filter it down to the stuff that I really care yeah. about. Did you hear about that this? That we really care about. This is so important. I want to like bring it up in random conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the best way to hear this. Because <laughs> if you watch, uh, just to continue this rant, if you watch <laughs> regular news, it's just a bunch of garbage. Oh, it's just the most depressing thing. Yeah. Then a, a fluff piece just to make it a little <laughs> bit light. Like this, this fireman saved a puppy from yeah. a tree. <laughs> On a side note, <laughs> Dave saved a bunch of ducks from a drain in the, in the road. <laughs> You're like, wow. <laughs> Three murders and a block down the road. We saved a bunch of ducks. Sweet. None of this impacts my daily life. Exactly. Thank you very much. And uh, now to the weather and sports, which is also ridiculously stupid. Oh, man. It's it's just sad. I, I feel bad for... I don't know. I think it's it's great if you, have, you get to do that for your job. Okay, okay. So so if you're now, now you've kind of dialed in. You're starting your wireframes probably. You're sketching stuff out. You're either using an app or your iPad Pro or your... Uh, paper sticky notes doesn't matter you know mm-hmm. people get hung up on the tools right yeah you start ideating you you experiment you go through different processes maybe you run that past a buddy and be like hey what do you think of this get a little check off then you go into the visual design element which i think in a, like a graphic design world um that's going to be your heavy lifting right there right i think in a product design world you're it's it's mostly dealing with a ui that's mm-hmm. the heavy lifting and probably layout and flow yeah. Like, how do you go from URL to URL to URL? How do you go from box to box to box versus how does this actually present itself and yeah. how does it make people feel? Yeah, definitely. Right? Where graphic design wants to be more flashy and grab people's attention. And and then back to what it is, depending, like, if you're doing concept work, uh, visual design is going to be really important. Yeah, that yeah. That's got to be a huge meat of the whole project, yeah. I imagine. So that's going to be, you're going to have to brace yourself for a week or two of, like literally pushing pixels around on a screen yeah. to make sure you're getting this thing dialed in right. And then after that, there's got to be some form of testing, right? Yeah. Hopefully. And I think it definitely is going to depend on what type of designer you are. Um, for example, when I did graphic design, I don't think I ever tested anything. <laughs> never really. Other than like showing somebody like, you know, yeah. like another person in the company. I never actually tested it with like, you know, the end viewer. Did you, did you ever test it? Did you ever test it with, did you ever think about testing it with, like colorblind people or anything like that? Never thought about design? that. No, never thought about that stuff. That came up a lot when we were doing, when I was at, when I was at the marketing firm and we were doing landing pages because we would use red and green. Oh, yeah. And things like that for buttons, for actions, called actions. And uh, I remember at one point, like, we had, like, a low conversion rate. And for some reason, the, the traffic we were sending this landing page to, like, the, there was, like, a higher percentage of, I can't even remember what it was, but like a higher percentage of like, uh, like uh, colorblind people, and how, the buttons did, didn't convert well. How did you know they were colorblind though? I can't remember how we figured that out, but then it was like, oh, maybe we should test that with colorblind people before we release stuff. Yeah, but it was like, yeah, we had this super drop in one of our A/B tests and realized that the traffic we were buying was like the 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 feedback and stuff we were getting was like the color when we changed the color it. It went. It's it, it like when it, I think when it changed like blue, it went up, and then we we managed to talk to a few people. Or so. I can't remember how it came about. 
But I just remember being like, oh man, yeah, we should we should test that <laughs> with colorblind people, being that this is visual design. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I never thought about t- too much about that back in the day. Did you do any conversion testing or anything like that? Um, not, stuff? I didn't do too much of that. Like I did a couple landing pages here and there, but not like a lot of them. Yeah. So it was ma- mainly like, you know, banners and um, like a lot of physical um, print products as well. Oh, yeah. So hard to test. That's hard to test other than just giving it to people. And yeah. Showing it to them and watching their eyes sparkle with the light. Yeah, that like 0.3 seconds of reaction. Yeah. And then they move on to the next thing. Did you have anybody <laughs> smell your printed stuff? No, I didn't. But I, I did have people like feel like you know, like feel the ridges they do and the, the texture. The, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is beautiful. You do that every time. Like we did that here. Uh, I remember marketing gave me the new like brochure they're using. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, check this out. And I picked it up and I felt it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I like smelled it, like because it was it was off the like the printing press, you know. It like came out of the box. Like, oh, this smells really good. <laughs> But some form of testing is required, right? I mean, hopefully. Yeah. Whether that be really like, hey, look at this, or whether that's like in-depth, mm-hmm. you know, multivariant testing for conversion. Oh, definitely. Um, or really in-depth usability testing if it's more of a workflow, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so some form of testing. And sometimes that may not even be the designer. We might we might prototype something and hand it off to somebody and they test it, right? That's true. He's yeah. a researcher or something, depending on the role. Again, back to the stakeholder on the bigger project, defining who those people are. Because you're going to need to know, how are we going to test this? Like, Obviously, I think we're going to test this, but who's going to test it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so, important to know. And if the researcher doesn't think this is a great thing at all, this doesn't solve the solution at all, that's going to be interesting too. Yeah. Like, um, So huh. it's, it's important to always have that. So I, I really like how... Yeah, we brought that out. That's great. And then this goes late. This this doesn't go necessarily into the approach, really. But then there's the handoff process and mm-hmm. how who's going to build it. Maybe it's you, so you're designing and building at the same time, or maybe it's a team that's going to build it. Maybe it's a team that sits next to you, or maybe it's a team that you have to support. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's a team that you it's a contractor team. But that's beyond the approach. That that goes more to back to the stakeholder approach of like. Who is going to be constructing this thing? Is yep. it going to be me and you? Is it going to be offshore team? Is it going to be the local contractor down the road? Is it going to be your brother-in-law? Is it going to be your nephew that's in high school? <laughs> is it going to be your million-dollar uh, development team that sits next to you? Yeah. Um, and then for small projects, like you kind of just fast forward, right? You're like, oh, I got to add this thing here. We got to do this. The idea is pretty fleshed out already. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you where do you jump in with that? Yeah, it's almost like kind of like I mentioned before. You're like basically jumping into the design phase. Like mm-hmm. at that point, the research is you know you probably define stakeholders. Somebody comes to you and says we need to add, you know, this button, right? And like okay, like a lot of people complain about this. It's like probably something. An enhancement is usually something that's like already out in the wild. Right. Typically. Um, So in that case, it's like already built and you're just like building on top of something that's already built. And so like if you're adding this this extra button, they'll come to you and say like, you know, users, they they say they want this button or whatever. So your stakeholders saying we need this thing, you know, one of your stakeholders and you go, okay, I'm going to go 
take this in and just start designing it. Like the research is done essentially. And so you go into the design phase and, you know, you build this button out, you may or may not test it, you know, depending on how simple it is. Yeah. If you if you feel like it's a, a risky thing, you'll probably get a temperature though with somebody. Yeah, definitely. But maybe it might not require like in depth testing. Yeah, not as not as like the project thing that has a lot more risk to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you're kind of starting at like the actual design phase at that point. You kind of jump in, you get your hands wet, and then you kind of share from there, right? Yeah. Do do you ever uh, do you ever take into consideration how your feature will impact the overall experience? Um, I think you should. Um, you definitely always should. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely always should. Whether that actually happens or not, yeah. totally different story. <laughs> so if you're not, just check that box and just think about it. Just just at least for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, think about it and be like, hmm, maybe I should uh, see how this interacts with the other pages, the other 10,000 pages of yeah, my in this digital application. <laughs> I can think of I can think of one experience recently where I needed to add I, we have like a static table in our application of stuff right and it was sortable the headers are sortable so you could sort you know A to Z mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing um, but we needed we the the users really wanted filtering capability so they could narrow it down and, and filter down to what they needed so it's basically like oh I just need to add the filter capability so this isn't something that's like I need to go out and like do crazy in depth research. As far as research, I just need to look at the app and be like, okay, uh, I just kind of looked at the app and said, okay, what other filtering options do we currently have in our application? So I looked through that, and then I was like, this is kind of like Excel, so I'm going to look through and see what Excel does or what uh, mm-hmm. Google Sheets does um, and see how they kind of filter and then just kind of meld the two together. A couple of quick whiteboarding exercises with the PM and maybe a front-end dev, um, and then we kind of dialed into something, and then I just went straight into visual design um, with the component library, put it in, and then we just built it. We did zero testing. Yeah, <laughs> I, didn't, I don't even think I built a prototype. I may have built a prototype just to share, so we could walk through the experience as a team. Yeah, so you can like um, kind of communicate it to the yeah. developers. Yeah, so like like more of the interaction. So yeah. it's like, oh, click here, and this opens up, and this comes down, and this slides over, and this twirls around and spins around, and fades in and out, and then. And then, yeah, then it's like, oh, I shared to you, and then I hand it off, yeah. you know, with the development team um, with with no testing, which probably isn't the best thing to do, <laughs> honestly. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's a little bit more quick, right, when you mm-hmm. add that. I mean, should – I think, honestly, like, we probably should define again who the stakeholders are in this. Maybe. I don't know if we necessarily need to go out and do contextual inquiry in Florida for people – you know, like look over people's shoulders and stuff. How do you filter in Excel? Like all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. I don't necessarily. And, and I mean, it, it could get to that point, but um, something small, like you probably still want to. I think that would be the the common, the really common entry level point probably in any of these is the define who this impacts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Right from the very beginning. So it sounded like you did actually do some research, you know, you, you kind of did it in a different way. Like, like a, with the yeah. project, you're like doing a lot of like, like, how do I solve this problem research? And you're talking to a lot of people, doing lots of interviews and everything potentially. Mm-hmm. With this one, you kind of more like went and just like researched, okay, here's how it works in a lot of other places in our app now yeah. and in other apps as well. Um, just to kind of see like, how does this feature function typically, right? 
Yeah. Um, is there other sim? Is there other similar things out there that do something close to it that I can just yeah replicate, or I can look at and be like, oh, pros and cons of that. Don't do that. That stinks. Yeah. But it's not like yeah, it's not like in depth user research. I never watched anybody use it. It was just me. Right? Just, <laughs> I clicked through it and went, oh yeah, that that's horrible. I'm not going to do that. Or mm-hmm. um, or or part of it is like, hey, I, this is our application. The other part too, I think, with the feature enhancement like that. The other thing was uh, talking to the people who are going to build it, so the engineers, because we may, I, I can't remember like in this particular case, but I remember asking, I remember asking them if they, if we had a component that did this kind of thing already, where does it exist in the application? Because they, they know more about where things like that mm-hmm. are built and exist in the larger application. Um, and then if that was a rep, like replicatable uh, component that they could use. Oh yeah, because that would speed up dev time a lot, versus me redesigning a whole new, you know, thing. So um, there is some consideration, but not anything you couldn't decide in a day, mm-hmm. right? Like sit down and poke around in in a day. Um, I don't know. I think that's how I approach both of those. Yeah, I think I like personally. Now that we're talking about it, I probably do a really poor job of defining who the stakeholders are. <laughs> I've always heard of that too. Like, and I don't think it's always the easiest to do. Like, um, I think when we first talked about it, we should rat, we rat, when we first talked about this, we rattle off a lot of different types of stakeholders. Mm-hmm. But I imagine a lot of us forget many key ones. We just don't include at all. And then yeah. you're like down the line, you're like in design, and they're like, no, there's this requirement you totally didn't, you know, think about here. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had that happen. Um, so I think it's, it's definitely important to probably figure out who those people are and there's probably different types, like every time you're going to want to consider when you're starting something new. Yeah. Like, is there this type of, is there a business type stakeholder that I need to consider? Yes or no. And then figure out who it would be. Is this a project or feature that will need to be marketed? Probably. So maybe I should talk to at least a marketing person. Maybe, maybe I don't work with them till further down the line of the design process till I get a prototype till I get whatever mm-hmm. and maybe it's more of a sign off versus get their input because um, I think that's I think we I think designers make that mistake too in that any project they do they want to get like if you're if you're really stakeholder driven you try to get all the stakeholders ahead of time and work with them from the very beginning and like get buy-in and I think that's a mistake because you're gonna push you're gonna push a project back. Yeah. You know, like if, if you're trying to, if you're trying to, you start going into like, oh, democratic design, right? Where you got to make everyone happy. And that's not necessarily how you want to approach it either. But at least at the beginning, you want to define, I think you want to define the people that are going to be involved. And then somewhere along the way, you're going to want to talk to them or show them something. So it's up to you as a designer to decide when you're actually going to involve them. You should probably define who they are at the beginning, but decide when you're going to start involving them in the project. Yeah, and and maybe you maybe you kind of talk to people initially and get some feedback, but then maybe you maybe you know some people you don't show like depending on this, who the stakeholder is like uh, like a CEO or a sales rep or somebody like that probably doesn't need to be involved in the entire design process. Yeah, more at the beginning and in the end, right? Mm-hmm. Like more at the beginning of like. What's your take on this? What's your feedback and that kind of thing? And then at the end, as far as like, here's what we've created. Um, here's how we can package it to sell it or whatever. Versus like somebody like an engineer might need to be involved a little bit more in the research phase, maybe, um, depending on the type of developer they are. Yeah. And then at the, and then more along the prototyping phase, or even the just the day to day design phase. Um, 
yeah, to make sure things are kind of on the right track. You're not adding, you're not throwing a bunch of crazy wrenches into the scheme here. Yeah. Um, so probably just depends on the level of uh, level of stakeholder activity or ownership, I guess, in the project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would make sense. So you're going to want to define who it is, <laughs> when they're involved, <laughs> and like how much engagement they need in the project, right? Yeah. Would it be interesting? Because I know we we like to think we know everything, but would it be interesting <laughs> to kind of like uh, maybe follow up on like this? I, I like the like the idea of stakeholder. I'm kind of hung up on. Yeah. Like defining that, and that's your that's your that's your first step into a project or anything like that. What if? Um, It'd be interesting to kind of talk to some people about that, though, like especially people that work differently, like talk to a prog designer and have them like ask them who their stakeholders are on their projects. Mm-hmm. Talk to maybe more of a marketing agency type of designer and figure out what their stakeholders. Because I honestly, I mean, I have some limited marketing experience, but I don't I don't really know who their stakeholders are. Yeah, <laughs> there's definitely a lot of difference, I think, across the in- industry. Yeah, so that could be interesting to see how people how who their stakeholders are and maybe how they try to define them if they do uh-huh. and and if they don't why don't they in, try to involve them in the project and how that yeah. works for them because it could be that like we're totally off here yeah, <laughs> stakeholders are let's, so important but no let's, let's explore that a little bit maybe on the next podcast okay Take some time uh maybe reach out and then bring findings back kind of kind of look into it okay i got my homework assignment written up right here all right Okay, should we should we wrap it there? Yeah, let's let's do it. Okay, because we got to go out. We got to pack up. Yeah, we got to travel all over the world here. Got to go find my keys. My yeah, keys. <laughs> find my keys. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, if you guys, uh, the listeners, have any topics you want us to explore on the podcast, uh, want us to talk about, have any questions like that, topics you're interested in, we'll put them in the we'll put them in the the spreadsheet. And we'll start going through them. Um, if you have them, shoot us an email at topics at designmuch.org. Or you can just uh, just throw one on Twitter and use the hashtag designmuchtopics. Um, oh, we have a Design Much workshop coming up this month, Andy. That is right, sir. <clears throat> on May 22nd, uh, we are going to have Jordan, our friend, our friend of the program, Jordan Reading. She's going to be doing a uh, how to write and do how to write and design a case study uh, for those out there looking for gigs or just wanting to improve their portfolio. She's fantastic at case studies. Yes, like she's got a system. She's got a like she's not she's not the throw of the medium post in and just just regurgitate a bunch of garbage. Like she has like legit like how to write and design these, and they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I've looked at plenty of case studies in my career hiring people. And hers, by far, are the most interesting case studies ever. Um, and I believe on May twenty second, she's going to be doing a case study about chicken wings. Wow! That so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not hundred percent confirmed on that, but um, should be great. Uh, go to for more details into RSVP. Uh, go to meetup.com slash design much workshops, um, and then yeah, you can RSVP there. And one last thing, uh, go ahead and rate us on iTunes. So, Andy, our current rating is 4.7. 4.7. 4.7. So there's plenty of room to grow there. Mm-hmm. We got, what, what, about a 0. 0.3 in 
<laughs> we need to boost up there. Somebody gave us a two. If your math is correct, yeah. Yeah, somebody anonymous, anonymously gave us a two with no feedback. Like, like at least give some feedback. Like, I hate Andy's voice or something like that. Because we can fix yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, let's let's go boost that thing up. Let's get it to a 4.8, maybe, as a goal. <laughs> that's what you want to shoot for? <laughs> and then, as always, Andy... <laughs> Uh, hands down, chicken up. Chicken up. <laughs> what?